don't look at your profile as a resume, look at it as a resource. And, and also understand that you are a personal brand and people do business with people, not companies. And they also do business with people they know, like, and trust. So your profile should reflect that. And the reason it's so important in today's world is because most people meet us online before they're meeting us offline. Welcome to the Positive Productivity Podcast, Episode 632. The Positive Productivity Podcast was created to empower entrepreneurs to achieve and appreciate personal and professional success. I'm your host, Kim Sutton, and if you're ready, let's jump into today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of Positive Productivity. This is your host, Kim Sutton, and today I am thrilled to have a guest who is an expert with LinkedIn, Joanne Funch, who is the Chief Connection Officer of LinkedIn for Business. I want to tell you, though, before I throw the mic over to Joanne, that so many people, and I said I didn't know if I was going to say this or not, but I've seen so many entrepreneurs, so many professionals who just do LinkedIn wrong, that I am so excited to be having this conversation. And I encourage you, if you are not driving, if you are not trying to cook dinner. And if you are not trying to ride your elliptical to have a notebook and a pen handy, because I'm sure you will get some actionable tips in this episode. But with all that said, Joanne, thank you so much for joining us here today. Thanks for having me, Kim. Happy to have the conversation. Oh, as am I. And I got to tell you that I had ignored LinkedIn before this year for probably three years. Where And then back then I had maybe done some LinkedIn and that's the best way I can say it because I wasn't really doing it right or and I didn't have a strategy. I was doing uh-huh. it for maybe six months. And before that, it, I remember setting up my LinkedIn profile and totally bashing my employer back in like <laughs> 2008 because I thought it was just like another Facebook. Nobody's oh going to read God. this. But I... I would love to hear how you got here. What brought you into being a LinkedIn expert and starting your company? Well, thanks for asking that question. My background actually is marketing. Um, I've been an entrepreneur since 1996. So I've been working with small business owners, really from a branding and marketing perspective for a really long time. But how I got into teaching LinkedIn was when I decided to relocate across the country in 2007, uh, starting my life over again, actually following the death of my husband, who was also my business partner. And I I just had to get off the merry-go-round I was on, and I so I decided I needed to close my business and move. And so when I did that, I had no business. I had no business connections. And I just needed a way to meet people and to understand the business community and make some decisions about the direction I was going to go in my future, which was, was I going to get a job or was I going to actually... Um, start my business again. And so um, I was an early adopter of LinkedIn. I started using it to reach out to people. And, you know, in the early days of LinkedIn, those people who were using it 
were active and responsive. And so I built a network pretty quickly. And uh, I'm really curious about people. And I, and I think that's a trait that's always helped me to build those meaningful relationships. And so after the relocation, I decided to, I was going to start my business over and I was going to focus on internet marketing. So if all of you listening remember back to 2007, that's what they called it. <laughs> we, we now call it digital marketing. Uh, and I just decided to really dive into that and dive into social media. And I, I really focused on LinkedIn because I was starting to see some real results because people were actually responding to me and we started building some relationships. And so I decided to be the best at one thing instead of mediocre at a whole bunch of things. And that's when I decided to focus on teaching people what I learned about LinkedIn. And so that's fast forwarding to today. Mm. I love I love your whole evolution as an entrepreneur as well. I mean, and my yeah. condolences about your husband, but it's, a, it's yeah. always really amazing to me to hear where we've come from yeah to where we are now so when i was using linkedin way back at the beginning i was working full-time as an interior architect but i was mm -hmm. trying very unsuccessfully to build my first business and mm. this that first business was born <clears throat> yes the cough was intentional in 2005 quite mm. by mistake Mm, and, yeah. I, and it abruptly ended in 2010 with a divorce. Um, my, my husband wasn't at all involved in the business except to tell me that I shouldn't be doing it and that I can't do it mm -hmm. at, the, at that time. And then employees stole my inventory. So like it, it just needed to go. I didn't even like running it. But I remember mm. LinkedIn back in, LinkedIn was not what it is today. Oh, no. And I was using it as a resume. And I think that's where I see a lot of people doing LinkedIn wrong. Agreed. I totally agree. It has so changed since its inception. And not that it isn't a great tool for job seekers, but people do make the mistake of using it as a resume. And I just want to say, I want to change people's mind about that because I think it's much more of a personal branding platform. Oh, I absolutely love that. Can I share something that I did this year? And you are the expert, but I would love to get your opinion on this. Sure. Um, I was watching somebody's tutorial who who will remain unnamed because I honestly can't <laughs> I can't remember the name, just to be totally honest. But one of the things that they were saying was that a lot of us talk about ourselves instead of talking to the needs and the wants of who we're trying to talk to. So for example, for me, when my ideal client is a business or a life coach, I was talking about me instead of to them. Yeah, correct. <laughs> correct. And then, that's, that's a huge mistake that people make. And after I saw that and made the change on my profile, I started noticing it on other people's too. And I don't do any, that that's not my, my expertise. So let's just leave it at that. But I also realized that I was filling my profile with a lot of fluffy words and I was doing it all over my website and all over all of social media. I was saying, mm -hmm. 
I am empowering entrepreneurs with system support and self-care. Well, Mm -hmm. where the heck in that am I talking about marketing automation? (laughs) Good point. It's like, Kim, uh, who looking at your profile is going to know that systems support and self-care means I build funnels. (laughs) Mm, Yeah. It doesn't. Yeah. Yep. I'm with you on that. I think people just should talk plainly, right? Stop the lingo for one thing. Your industry lingo, people don't understand what it even means. Absolutely. And I didn't even know what it meant. <laughs> I just yeah. like the three S's if I'm oh. gonna <laughs> if I'm gonna be serious. I mean, yes, at this point in my entrepreneurial, uh, I can never say that word right. In my entrepreneurial journey, I do understand the value of business systems, business support and self-care from the entrepreneur standpoint. But I am personally not a life coach or a business coach. I'm a strategist. So Mm -hmm. there was no, it it didn't go at all together. Right. What are some of the other... (sighs) I don't want to say failures, maybe mistakes is a better word. And I know this is the positive productivity podcast where I like to keep things a little bit more, you know, upbeat, but I know that we have listeners who are doing some of these mistakes. Well, yeah, let's, I mean, let's, I'll try to keep it positive as well, because I think people don't know what they don't know. And so I think number one is what I said before. I don't look at your profile as a resume, look at it as a resource and, and also understand that you are a personal brand and people do business with people, not companies. And they also do business with people they know, like, and trust. So your profile should reflect that. And the reason it's so important in today's world is because most people meet us online before they're meeting us offline. And so we have that ever important first impression. And I like to tell people first impressions now are digital. So if you want people to take you seriously and if you want them to understand what you do and who you serve, your LinkedIn profile is ideal for combining that. So with all of that said, the mistake that people make is that either the res- it looks like a resume, it really is unclear about what you do and who you serve. I don't know what makes you credible. These are the things that people forget to put in their profile. And I see it every day when people send me invitation requests. I I look at their profile where many people have told me they don't. Um, And so if I go to your profile and you might have a nice title, but I still don't get what you do, there's no value in it to you. Right. Makes sense? Oh, it absolutely makes sense. I would love to know what your thoughts are about LinkedIn Live. And I know as of the day we're recording this, I mean, I applied 
I haven't mm-hmm. yet heard back and I know they're not accepting everyone at this point. I believe it's right. still in beta. You know, by the time this episode is released, there might be changes there. But do you think that LinkedIn Live will have the potential of going as big as Facebook Live or Instagram Live? I think it's possible. Yes. What concerns me a little bit is, you know, we tend to get in this free for all (laughs) kind of mentality. And I think, you know, you get the good with the bad, right? And so I think those savvy uh, people will use it correctly. And then, of course, you're going to get those who won't. But I can tell you for a fact that LinkedIn is absolutely rewarding video right now in terms of getting more eyes on content. So video should be the top of your list if you're really trying to build some brand exposure. Yeah, I mean, the last thing that we need is another person getting on looking like me and my <laughs> preliminary. I, I'm just getting into Facebook Live right now. And I recorded one yesterday morning that in full disclosure, looked like I was drunk because I didn't know what camera where to look. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like, and we don't need another rambling live. But if you can get on deliver value, deliver a call to action and make it really easy for the for the viewer to get something out of it then by all means, I'll watch. Yeah. I think that the only thing I want to say about video, as long as you've brought it up, is the really important thing to remember on LinkedIn, which is really kind of different than Facebook, is you really have to have captions on your video. Because so many people who are using LinkedIn use it differently than Facebook. And and that means oftentimes they're scrolling that news feed with no sound on. And so it's critical that your video is short and that it has captions. That is, thank you. I I hadn't really thought about that before. Yeah. I mean, and yes. and, yeah, you're. Now that you've said that, I mean, I'm even thinking about in my last job before I started this business, there were certain social platforms that were blocked, you know, inside the office like Facebook, Uh but LinkedIn wasn't. So if somebody was on there, yeah, they're they're scrolling with the sound Uh off. Right. Right. So that's why it's important to have those captions, because if somebody sees those captions and and it is interesting to them, they'll stop and they'll watch. Absolutely. So I have seen LinkedIn automation come and go over the years. Mm -hmm. And and I've I just recently heard about a couple or a whole bunch of accounts getting shut down because they were using automation. But I've yes. also seen other people who are using automation. I mean, it's pretty clear. And they're they're still around. What are your thoughts about LinkedIn automation? Good, bad? I mean, it, in your opinion, is there a right way to do it? I mean, I have my own opinions, but I'd love to hear. Well, that. I'll just give you my opinion because my opinion could absolutely differ from other LinkedIn trainers. I, I'm against it, totally against it. I, I don't think you can automate relationships. That's my personal opinion. I understand why people want to do it, but I just feel so strongly about building individual relationships with people. I, so I'm against it. 
How do you manage your LinkedIn on a day-to-day basis? I manage it pretty easily. I'm, first of all, very consistent. Secondly, I'm very focused on the type of network that I want to build for myself. So, you know, I, I try to teach people have some goals, know who you want to connect with, know what your expectations are. And if you know that ahead of time, it really doesn't take a lot of time, but it does take consistency. And so I, you know, spend about 15 minutes every morning and about 15 minutes every afternoon uh, consistently. And I uh, easily can manage my network. I want listeners to hear what you just said. You said 15 minutes. Yes. You did not say three hours. Correct. I was driving around yesterday doing mom chauffeur activities. And I know I've shared this in a previous episode, but I I was doing mom chauffeuring and I heard something on the radio. It was talking about, um, there was a poll that polled American families on how much time, how much quality time they're spending with their kids right now. And the number was astounding. It was 34 minutes a day. And then they were asking them how much time they spent scrolling on social media. And it was three to four hours. Yeah. And it was just so alarming to me because I'm not, I have to say, I don't spend a lot of time on social media or any, any platform like, like that. Um, however, I do spend a lot of time, a lot, a lot, a lot of time working. So the 34 minutes sadly was not alarming to me. It was Uh just the, the alarming comparison to how much time people are spending on social media, which got me, but you don't need to spend a lot of time to be effective in what you're doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, the number one complaint I get is I don't have time. And to be quite blunt about it, uh, that's an excuse. I think time is a really poor excuse. I think time is an excuse for those people that don't have any goals, plans, or purpose for what they're doing. And that's why I easily can manage my network in 15 minutes in the morning and 15 minutes in the afternoon because I'm consistent. I do it every day. I know what my purpose is and I know what I'm doing. And if you want to leverage uh, your network, then I would encourage people to have a plan <laughs> and execute on that plan and not go down the rabbit hole, which I get. It's super easy to do on social media, but I'm just really focused and not doing that. I've had quite a few new connections and I have drastically this year um, adjusted how I accept a connection request, mm-hmm. but I've, I used to accept every connection request. I no longer do that. And I cleared out about four or 5,000 people off my LinkedIn. But what I had before I stopped doing that was a lot of people who automatically added me to their email list. And I knew yeah. I was being automatically added because, and I, and I mentioned this to you in the, in the pre-chat was that mm-hmm. for a lot of them were about building cannabis businesses. Well, this is not to, at the at the time when this was happening. Um, marijuana was not legal yet in Ohio, mm. so I was just there was no way I was looking into it. Plus, I have chronic idea disorder. I do not need another business idea. This is not something 
I, I just yeah. knew. Plus, I'm allergic to pot. So those three together, I knew I hadn't signed up for this list. For all of you who are listening, adding somebody to their list without their permission is actually violating can spam laws and you can be fined. Don't do it. Yeah. Right. I agree. What recommended action or actions would you advise your clients to take when they get a new connection? Well, I I always suggest that you give somebody the benefit of the doubt because we all were beginners at some point in time. And so I, when people don't send me a personal invitation, I still look at their profile. I look to see who they are. And of course, this is the nature of my business. But uh, I I would warn people, if you don't send a personal invitation, um, the chances are pretty high of being ignored. It, so you've blown that first opportunity to make a great first impression. So I just think people need to come from a perspective of, you know, we all want to build relationships that not only grow our business, but enhance our life. And I think we need to be more curious about people. And I think we also have to be um, more willing to ask really good questions, right? That's the old um, Tony Robbins quote, you know, successful people know how to ask better questions. So, you know, if somebody sends you the default and they don't say anything and they have a decent profile, I would immediately respond and ask them what they had in mind when they sent the invitation. Mm. It's going to go one of two ways. Um, the first way is they're going to say, well, here's really why I connected with you, or they're they're not going to respond. And if that's the case, I just remove them. Right. Right. So I love how you how you're talking about this. And I think a lot of people don't even realize that you can send a personalized invitation. And it really a, does. Uh, yeah, it's a must in my book. <laughs> oh, I completely agree. And I get feedback when I send mine. And it, it, what is it? One extra click through or something? Maybe it doesn't take a lot of action just to take that one extra step and send a personalized. Oh, and, right. And I don't see any. Re- yes, it's awesome to cater it to the person that you're trying to connect to, but there's there's people who I've seen who use a copy paste and change out the name. Mm-hmm. But even that is more action than just pushing the button and sending that generic. Agreed. Oh yeah. Agreed. Hey there, my friend. I hope you're enjoying this episode of the positive productivity podcast. I wanted to take a quick moment to invite you to join the work smarter, not harder challenge over the course of 30 days. These free. Yes free. Short videos will teach you a few of the systems and strategies I set up in my business so I can get away from my computer and back to the people I love. I invite you to sign up now at worksmarternotharderchallenge.com. Again, you can sign up at worksmarternotharderchallenge.com. How do you see LinkedIn groups going these days? 
Well, I think they're still pretty inactive for the most part. I don't really encourage my clients to spend a whole lot of time there unless they know for a fact that the group is engaging with each other. Otherwise, I just think it's a waste of time. I've heard lots of rumors that LinkedIn is working on uh, updating groups, but I haven't really seen a whole lot of indication of that. Thank you for saying that because, I mean, there's so many people who talk about groups on Facebook and I do realize that Facebook and LinkedIn are two different, I mean, it's like Wizard of Oz, horses of different colors, right? Right. But I, I cannot say, and this might be just because I'm not spending a lot of time in there, I don't see group posts in my feed like I do in Facebook. So most of the time I just miss what's going on. Is it not something that shows up on your feed in LinkedIn? It, it does not show up on the feed. Oh. And the, yeah, and the functionality is totally different than Facebook. Facebook functionality is pretty sophisticated and on LinkedIn it is not. It's become very restrictive. In fact, as an admin of a group on LinkedIn, you're only allowed to message members of the group once per week. So really, yeah, it's so people have to be very intentional about checking in with a group because the admins have lost a lot of control. And that happened last year. Hmm. Uh, And that, in my opinion, was a huge mistake by LinkedIn. So we'll see where they go with it. I just wouldn't spend much time there again, unless you know for a fact that people are engaging in a specific group. Or if you've created one yourself and you have a lot of engagement, that's a different story. But but again, the functionality is so different, you can't do a lot with groups on LinkedIn. Yeah, in my opinion, is out of sight, out of mind. Like when I totally, go into Facebook and totally. see the name of a group, I see what's going on, I see the posts, I engage, it keeps the engagement up in the group, the group keeps on living. But right. because it's out of sight and out of mind... Right. I, I've seen that, but I just didn't ever put the the dots together. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And my apologies, but I'm sorry, I'm not sorry for asking you all these questions. But I know listeners are wondering as well, business pages or profiles, what do you call them on LinkedIn? And do you recommend having one? I do recommend having one. I still call them company pages, but LinkedIn has also calls them pages. Um, I Here's why I think you should have one. I think if you own a company, I think it establishes your name on LinkedIn, your business name. Uh, whether or not you even post to that, I think it's a good idea to have it because also that gives you the opportunity in your personal profile under your company name you actually can link to that company page and then the icon of your business logo appears in your LinkedIn profile. Mm. So have you ever wondered when you typed in a company and you have this square gray box that's a nothing? Right. <laughs> but if you worked for a company and you type in their name and you click on it, their logo shows up. Same thing for your business. So I would advise your business owner listeners that they should have a company page just to establish their credibility. That is great advice. Thank you. Yeah. I would love to back up to 
to your entrepreneurial background though. So you, you were an early adopter or adapter, I guess yes. either could be applicable yeah. here yeah. Yeah. to LinkedIn. How did you see the opportunity to build a business in LinkedIn open up for you? And how are you working with your clients today? Good question. Well, I have always been a big networker. My entire career that I've been an entrepreneur, networking is a big part of that because it's really helped me to build my brand, gain exposure, find out what people are doing out in the world. To me, this is just the digital version of that. Uh, I really love to build relationships with people. And so this was, for me, felt um, like the way to go versus at the time I mentioned those you know, those years earlier, um, Facebook's evolved from where it started too, and so has LinkedIn. But I still think if you're in the B2B space, LinkedIn can't be discounted as not being important. So fast forward, how has it helped my business? It's really helped my business in terms of um, training, for one. People don't know how to use it correctly. And so I speak and train a lot on LinkedIn and, you know, we think everybody knows how to use it, but they don't. And so that certainly helps my business. I think also if you want to gain exposure for your business and your brand and you really want to build some credibility, LinkedIn's the place to do it because people are absolutely more serious about business on LinkedIn. They go there to do business. They are professional. It's just a different level of engagement in my opinion. And so if you are consistent and you're showing up and you're adding value to other people and you're building your credibility, uh, people want to know you. It's just, to me, as simple as that. I love that I can go into LinkedIn and not see drama. Yes. Period. Right. People are serious, you know, mm -hmm. and LinkedIn is that platform. If you want to meet decision makers, if you want and that could be, you know, CEO of a corporation down to a business owner like you and me. They're all there and it's they're fairly accessible. So uh, without all the drama, as you said. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, you know, so LinkedIn uh, is is evolving and growing and I think they're they're not going away, number one, because they're owned by Microsoft. So right. they've got, got lots of money and power behind them. And I think you'll see the platform get even better and stronger in the future. I believe, Don't they now own lynda.com as well? L-Y-N-D-A? Yes. So yes. lynda.com, for any new entrepreneurs who are listening, lynda.com really provided me with a lot of essential skills that I needed when I was... Mm -hmm just starting up my business, I didn't, I hardly knew what WordPress was. I had heard the name, didn't know anything beyond that. And so I took, I went through some of the, their courses and I have to say, I, I signed up for, and this is 2012, so I don't even know how it's changed since then, but I yeah. signed up for their premium account and I was going through tutorial after tutorial after tutorial. And my husband used it as well when he was in college, he has his degree in video game art and design. Uh -huh. But there, 
they expected the students to learn how to use the programs on their own time. Well, where? I'm in college. Where do you expect me to learn how to use these programs? And he found a lot of those on Linda too. And there's so much more than just software in there. So if you're looking to learn something, I, I encourage you to check it out. One thing that I I shake my head at and sometimes laugh depending on what mood I'm in is people who have unemployed or looking for a new opportunity as their headline. Yeah, really big mistake. <laughs> what would you recommend to those people who are in a period of transition? Well, I think you always want to be projecting the job that you want. And some people can't, they have a hard time swallowing that when I tell them that. But if your um, if your profile is, well, first of all, we, in our profile, it goes back to the, we tend to look like a resume. And so that isn't very helpful. It's not selling you as a brand. So again, I remind people, you're a personal brand. And so I would change that headline even to be something like you want to include a keyword, but in addition to that, I would say something like have a passion for, and then whatever that is, that thing that you want to do. And then in your about section, this is where you really want to sell yourself. So it should include why you're credible and why you have a passion for what it is that you're wanting to do. Does that make sense? That makes absolute sense. And what I was thinking about when you were explaining that was, I mean, I'm going to use my father as an example here. He was a CPA for for years and years and years. Mm -hmm. But even when one company shut the office and he was in transition to a new job, that did not mean he wasn't still a certified public accountant. So he, he didn't need to put in, and I'm not, I... I don't know that my dad even knows what LinkedIn is to this day. Um, but he didn't need to put unemployed or in this, uh-huh. in transition. He could have put CPA with a passion for helping, dot, 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 dot. Nobody needed to know that he was unemployed. They could have scrolled down on his page and seen that this job ended. Exactly. Let me give you an example of someone I just worked with recently who is wanting to change her career. She happens to be a a chemist. And so in her, but she really wants to get out of what she was doing. And she, she has a passion for sustainability, um, environmental sustainability. And so we changed her headline to include some of her her keywords like analytical chemist, but then we put passion for sustainability. And then in her about section, we really told the story of, you know, here's my history, here's what I've done, but here's why I'm passionate about sustainability. And so the companies that she is looking to work for, she's looking for jobs in, that include sustainability. So if they look at her profile, she really spells out why she's qualified and why she's so passionate about this particular topic. And I think that's how you should sell yourself. And the keyword is all over that. Right? Yeah. I mean, if somebody searched for sustainability... 
I'm Correct. not saying that she would come up number one. Who knows? Maybe she is coming up for number one, but there's a greater possibility. Yeah. I've gotten work off of LinkedIn just because people went in and looked for Infusionsoft certified partner. Yeah, and agreed. And I came up in the search results. Right. People don't put the right keywords in their profile, which is a huge part of optimizing your profile. It, you know, it's twofold. You, you want to have the right keywords because the the algorithm is based on being a search engine. Mm -hmm. So you want to be found for those things that you want to be known for. But you want to couple that with telling this story. So the example I just gave you of the gal who's really looking for a new job, she's still telling that story. Mm. I love that you say that because I was actually having a conversation with my good friend Richie Ote last week. And he was asking... Because he has, he does spend time in LinkedIn, but he's never really put serious time into his profile. And he was asking, hey, can I put a video into my profile? Yes. Like, yeah. And that's such a great way to tell a story. I mean, it, it, it is. Not that you can't do it in words, but to get on camera and share your story via voice and to go back to what you were saying before, Joanne, putting the captions on so people can still get the value out while they're quote watching without listening yes bang I, I still think it's important though that you you really use the space provided to you to write your story because for example in the about section you have 2,000 characters I would encourage people to use it you in the media below that section yes you can add a video but that isn't to say everybody will click on that so if you really want to drive people to that video within that section, I would I would type that out. I would say something like, you know, be sure to click on my video below to do X, Y, Z. I have to confess, I always have to delete characters, words, sentences to get it under the yeah. 2000. Yeah. Every time. Yes, I get it. Me but too. That's, that's awesome real estate right there. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. And talking about real estate, I love that you use that term because I do the same. So for business owners who might be listening to this podcast, um, that header image above your profile picture is prime real estate. And you should be using that to build your brand. And I can't tell you how many people leave that blue default screen up there which is such a missed oh, so opportunity many. so many yeah. missed that's the first thing that you see why would you right. not change it out and and for listeners it doesn't have to be complicated even if you don't have a graphic designer yet which by the way you can get affordable awesome graphic designers i know because i have one yes but go into canva yes you can create right. an awesome linkedin what do they call it is it called a cover there too uh, they don't have a template for it actually within Canva. You'd have to you have to do a custom template. But you can do it um, easily. Yeah, yeah you can easily, easily do it. Yeah, easily. Absolutely. What would make a day an absolute win in your business? I guess the days for me that are wins is when I get results from my own clients. 
when they call me up and tell me, you know, hey, Joanne, I've really had some success with LinkedIn or so-and-so saw me today or, you know, I just love hearing those success stories. I, it just makes my day because I know it works. I can teach it. I can teach people the strategy and the tactics, but until they actually implement it and start to use it with some consistency, um, you are, you're not going to magically see any kind of results, right? So that oh makes gosh, my day when I hear those stories. And you said to me at the very beginning, you know, LinkedIn is taking off for your business. I would love to hear more about that. Okay, well, true, uh, total confession, I am using a tool to automate my connection requests. However, <laughs> the conversations that are coming after those initial connection requests, because they are quote, personalized. I mean, you don't get a lot of characters in those initial connection requests. So where we're putting our focus is in the communication afterwards. Mm -hmm. But the, the personalization of those alone, regardless of whether or not we're going in targeting to their profile, which I know would take it up a notch, is, is already opening up for more conversations. And, mm -hmm. and, many conversations. Now I'm not doing any automated after that. I do have a team member who goes in and wishes people a happy birthday or a happy work anniversary every day. Uh -huh. And those turn into additional conversations as well. But as far as automated, it's only the connections. And I know I could get myself into LinkedIn or LinkedIn trouble for that. Yeah. However, I just want to let people know I'm not doing everything, but I'm also not saying that you should be doing that either, which is why I'm not sharing the tool name that I'm using because I don't want mm. you to come back and be like, Kim, I just right. got kicked off because I'm doing yep. what you said to do. Yeah. But where I go after that a lot is asking my new invitation or my new connections to, um, to have a virtual coffee with me. And yes. it's it's alarming. I love how you were saying earlier about giving the benefit of the doubt because yes. some people haven't given me the benefit of the doubt and they've actually become confrontational, at which point I just tell them that I, I say it really, I don't tell them off. I tell them, okay, you know, thank you for your time. Yeah. Best of wish, best luck. And, and what those people have been convinced that I was going to do was sell them. Yeah. And, but I'm not. I'm really looking to learn more about who they are and just see how we can support each other, not even with an exchange of money happening. Agreed. Huge, Agreed. Huge relationships have come out of that. But for the people who automatically assumed I was doing it to sell something, all I have to say is your loss, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think I think the for people who are not willing to spend the time building a network of valued relationships, uh, you're not building any social capital for the long term. And I think that's a mistake. You know, again, I said at the very beginning, you know, we live in a digital world and you know, we're meeting people online before we meet them offline. So, you know, how are you building those relationships? And I suspect those people who aren't, aren't building them offline either. And, and I just think that's a mistake. That's one thing that my parents taught me really young was about building bridges. Don't burn them. 
And I'm yeah. not saying that those people are burning their bridges. That's yeah. like the last thing I'm saying. But and I and let me just share this one thing that I think is super important is that you know research demonstrates that making and making and strengthening those connections is vitally important to your professional success. And so if you get that um, relationships accelerate your ability to get things done. It's just as simple as that. Mm. Uh, And if you remember that, then you'll spend the time to get to know people. Do you have a virtual coffee with everyone? I'm sure the answer is no. I don't either. But once you know what your purpose is and if you're open to meeting interesting people, I've met people from all over the world. And some of those folks I've done business with and some of them I've just built a delightful relationship, friendship with. And that enhances my life in general. Mm. <laughs> so I am so give people the benefit of the doubt because my life personally is just better for that. Amazing. I love that. And and I just want to say when you're following up listeners like on LinkedIn going, I, I just want to reiterate that going for a, a virtual coffee before you go straight for the sale, like you've just mm-hmm. met me. This is basically our first date. Mm-hmm. My husband didn't try to kiss me on our first date and neither should you, yeah. right? Like, right. I'm going to put it just like that. Don't try to sell me your stuff if we're only just meeting because it's, that will probably be our last conversation. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And, you know, relationships lead to conversations mm-hmm. and conversations lead to opportunities. Oh, yeah. And if we just remember that, um, I, I, your life will be so much richer, both personally and professionally. Absolutely. I love that. Jen, what are you excited about most in the next 90 days? I'm really excited about a, a number of trainings that I have coming up. I, I love to work with people in person and I've got some really great companies I'm working with coming up and I do some virtual training too. And I actually have one coming up with a company in Saudi Arabia. So I'm pretty excited about that. I just love to teach and share. And so that's kind of what lights me up. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love to learn. So yeah. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. yeah, and teach. But I, I loved I I cannot deny that I love to learn even more. Yeah. Where can listeners go to learn more about you and how how you work with people? And to connect. Well, they certainly can find me on LinkedIn, right? I think I'm the only Joanne Funch on LinkedIn. I certainly invite people to visit my website, which is LinkedInforbusiness.net. And, um, and the last thing I might say is I have a really great download that I think people would find a ton of value in. And it's, and I spent a significant amount of time um, creating this document and it's called seven ways to transform your LinkedIn network from a database to valuable business connections, because that's the piece that I think is totally missing for people. And you can get that just by going to linkedinforbusiness.net forward slash podcast. 
super simple. <laughs> Listeners, please get that. And if you're driving, uh-huh. trying not to burn dinner, don't want to fall off the elliptical, you can head on over to the kimsutton.com forward slash PP632 after or when you're able and you can get and you can find all the show notes right there, including that fabulous link. And please take Joanne up on that offer. If if you're doubting your LinkedIn success in any way, you need it. You need it. (laughs) I don't want to look at your profile and know that you listened to this episode and see that you didn't act. So along with that, I would also like to invite you to head on over to the show notes page, which again is at thekimsutton.com forward slash PP632 and leave a comment down below with your ahas and any other takeaways that you've gotten out of this episode. Joanne would love to see it. I would love to see it. So just share with us. Joanne, thank you so much for coming on. You, you've you got me thinking, and actually, I need to go contact some clients to tell them, hold up on the LinkedIn group. That's probably not the best place yeah. to spend your time right now. So Agreed. thank you so much for your insight. It's been invaluable. You're welcome. Thanks for having me, Kim. Oh, you are so welcome. Do you have a parting piece of advice or a golden nugget that you could share with listeners? I do. I would tell them to update their profile, even if they think they don't need it. (laughs) That would be number one. And number two, just get engaged. Just be open and talk to people. You will be amazed at the opportunities that will come just from engaging with other people. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Positive Productivity Podcast. When I'm not podcasting, I'm supporting six to seven figure business coaches with their marketing automation and entrepreneurs like you through my coaching and mastermind programs. I want to invite you to visit thekimsutton.com to learn how I can help you take your business to the next level.